DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Time to bring in Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider. He joins us every week here on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. He's brought to you by Mountainland Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. Steve, good morning. Good morning, guys. Steve, are you more worried about BYU or more worried about the Jazz? Because that wasn't a great week for either team. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think both of them have some challenges ahead of them. And, uh, you know, the Jazz are playing a really hot Nuggets team here coming up on Wednesday. And BYU's got USF and Gonzaga. So it's not going to be easy. Uh, they both have kind of dug themselves in a hole. Uh, the Jazz, obviously, some things, you, you know, when you're losing – and having your best player sit out and Ingles gets hurt again, or dealing with all the injury issues and the protocol issues, uh, those are things you really can't control. So hopefully uh, the Jazz can get healthy and, and, and BYU can kind of get their mojo back here. There's some things that uh, we can talk about. But, yeah, they, it, was, it wasn't a great week, real difficult time, and uh, puts them in harm's way for a lot of things in terms of just the league play, but as well as the NCAA tournament. So we'll see how it happens. We'll see what, t- what happens. Well, let me say happy birthday to Coach Cleveland because I know you got a birthday coming up. And, Thank you. And I know it's a big one. So, but you're yeah. still rocking. You got many I years mean, to go. We, uh, <laughs> you, you, I was sitting there thinking about talking to my wife. And I, said, I said, you know, I don't feel 70. I mean, I kind of <laughs> feel it in, in, in certain ways, but mentally I still feel like I'm, you know, yeah. young at heart. And, but man, yeah, that, that's a number that is. Uh, kind of gets your attention it does yeah, yeah. so when uh, my grandmother when my grandmother turned 80 she said exactly what you said i don't feel like i'm 80 I'm like well how old do you feel and she thought about it for a long time that to me is like the most memorable thing it was quiet for so long and then she said 55 oh nice <laughs> <laughs> and, and after my grandfather uh passed away she was still very active and i said well you know you can do this you can do that said, i don't want to hang out with old people they're Boring. <laughs> I'd rather oh, hang out with somebody your age, but most of the people your age think I'm boring. <laughs> she, exactly. she was hilarious. But I'm, it's true. Mentally, mentally, you know, you're still thinking like you know you're 35 and and you're doing these things, and the body doesn't always cooperate nowadays. But but uh, no, it's good. It's good. I, I mean, you never think about ever being 70, right? Yeah, really. So I'll be in Utah. We'll get a chance to see a lot of basketball. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the Nuggets game on Wednesday. Being there with my family. And uh, and then BYU's got a couple of big games themselves. And I, I will grant you that Santa Clara is better than they have been, but nevertheless, the end of that game, I was chucking stuff at the television. Stuff happened that just can't happen, and it, it really bothered me. And then the Pacific game, it just until the last phonetic uh, couple of minutes, man, it just seemed like something was going wrong there. Uh, as you diagnose this team, right, I mean, I, we can pick on individuals, but I'm always hesitant to do that at the collegiate level, at the pro level, at the yeah. fair game. But the collegiate level, you know, they still are college kids. What do you What do you see as being the issues? I, 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 here's a couple thoughts. So one one thing people need to realize, and and, and maybe the the, the the fan doesn't see this, but when you know, I'll give you a scenario for instance, if BYU had played UOP at UOP the first game. They would have beaten them quite easily. BYU, UOP was in kind of a funk. They'd never played them before. Then if they came back to BYU, they'd probably drill them. 
But the idea that you they played UOP actually played uh, BYU competitively for about 20 minutes, and then eventually BYU took over. But what people don't realize is when you start playing people a second time in league, I don't care who they are. You've got film. You 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 can get yourself much more organized. We're down the road, and I and I think what's happened in both these games, Santa Clara and BYU made defensive adjustments that they didn't make, you know, in original games. And I I thought that the adjustments that they made and, and things that I saw number one for BYU was BYU runs a lot of dribble handoff, ball screen action. They they try to turn the corner go north-south, and what ended up happening is in both games, uh, both opponents switched everything. I mean, they switched everything, they gave help, and it forced BYU to kind of go east-west all the time and never really be able to go downhill. And, and Barcello, who is really adept at that, they doubled him. They doubled him a lot and took the ball out of his hands. So as he's coming off that and coming back off it, he's getting doubled, and all of a sudden they get out – They. They get out of their routine. They get out doing what they feel is comfortable. And because Barcello is so crafty. But when you start doubling them, taking the ball out, it, it, they lose their rhythm. And I, and I think the thing, too, that the first half of the season, you're able to do things and teams make adjustments. But if you notice those two games, there was no post presence for the most part. I mean, Trey already had like 10 points. But everybody now is fronting them, covering down and doubling and forcing the ball to go back out. Because if you play Traore one-on-one and you play behind him, he's so quick and so athletic that he can score over most guys. But all of a sudden, he, he got very, very few deep touches throughout that whole game. So now you've taken Traore out of his game, you, you're taking Barcello out of his game, and you're switching everything else, and you're on the road. It is disruptive. And in both of those games... They had kind of the same defensive game plans, and they were very physical, and, 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 and they let them play. You know, and Lucas played good, but, but it, again, it, it gets to a point where they, they lost some confidence. And, you know, you, you, they, I'm, I was just watching and seeing what you expect, and it, it wasn't like BYU was shooting a bad percentage, but they could never get in any kind of flow. And, and that team needs that, you know, and everything works off Burchello. I mean, he, he runs that team, and he's had an amazing year. And, but both those teams took those things away and then, you know, shot it better than they normally do, and then all of a sudden the pressure's on BYU. That being said, that UOP game, I mean, can we get a press breaker, please? I mean, I mean they threw a ball away three or four times in a row and turned it to the doubles. I mean, UOP – as good as they played, it was unfortunate that they gave it all back at the end. And really, I was surprised that BYU didn't end up winning. But I do think that adjustments and playing people the second time make a difference. And, and, and right now, they're, you know, they're not getting the consistency. And, and, and like you said, you know, it's not to pick on players, and, and, but they're, they've got some guys that need to step up. And there's, there's just a loss of confidence, especially on the interior guys. Uh, some of the interior guys, but you know they got a big week this week. It's not going to be easy. They beat USF at their place. Uh, it won't surprise me if BYU beats USF. The, the Gonzaga thing's a whole different animal. But but BYU, I, I know that coaching staff. They're so good, and and they're going to work through this. One of the things that was the classiest things I've heard, and and a lot of guys don't do this. Sometimes coaches tend to blame circumstances or whatever. 
But Mark Pope didn't have a single excuse, took complete responsibility for what happened and felt like I got to do better. And because he does have a great group of guys who play hard and together and they've had good wins. But uh, this is college basketball. And I know what it feels like, man. Your gut just, just hurts all night and day until you can get to play your next game. But hopefully they'll figure some of those things out. But people are going to make adjustments. Okay, I don't want to go all Quinn Snyder on the Cougars, and we got to talk jazz, but last thing here, BYU's lost one game when they give up less than 70 points. They did lose. They gave up 69 and lost Van, uh, Vandy 69-67. But quit giving up 76 and 77 points, and things will go a lot better for you. So Yes, no, 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 no question. No all right, question. let's, let's get to the jazz. Uh, Joe Ingles, that looks like a major injury. We'll hear about the MRI later today. How do they, what players do they have on a roster that you think might be able to replace some or part of what he, what he can do? I know next man up and all that stuff, but, um, and, and partly you do get there by just demanding that from people and then people will up their game. And yet you still have to be tactical. There's skill sets you're looking for. Obviously, he handles the ball. He has a lot of size. You can see over double teams. He hasn't been shooting the three well, but historically he shoots it very well. How did the Jazz attempt to replace him? Well, the first thing you'd like to have happen is that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert will be playing. <laughs> because once they're on the floor, replacing Joe Ingles is a little bit easier. But when you take Joe Ingles out and you're not playing with Donovan Mitchell and you're not playing with Rudy Gobert, you, you got you got troubles. And, and, and you, you look at who they're – I mean, they, they've got – a really tough schedule. I mean, they, they've gone through some difficult times, and I mean, they're going to play the Nuggets Wednesday. They dropped 136 on the Bucks, and and they're playing really, really well. So they're coming in as a, a very hot team, and uh, then you got the Nets on Friday. So I mean, I think the most important thing here is when is Mitchell coming back, and when is Rudy Gobert comes back? Because no matter what happens with Joe Ingles, if those two aren't playing. It's a struggle, and and I think Clarkson takes a different. I mean, he's going to continue to do what he does off the bench, but he's going to have to. He's going to have to take more shots. He's going to have more of a role. I, I don't know that they have anybody that really just takes Ingles' place. I mean, you've got guys there that have come in and contributed, but I think the bigger problem is getting Mitchell and Gobert back because they're they're you know they block the T Wolves, the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Suns. They've had a tough go recently. Zero and four last week. And you're you're missing your best players. It's kind of like okay, and I and I, I think they'll play well against the Nuggets. And uh, but to be honest with you, if, if Gobert and Mitchell are not activated, that's a, that's going to be a really big challenge. No matter who comes out there. So what's what's the latest there? You you guys are close to that. Do you see those two coming back? Wednesday Keep saying night? it's close, and they said Gobert was a mild strain, and it's a week now, and then the other one was concussion protocol, which is over a week uh, with Mitchell, so it looks like it's close. Uh, I don't know if it's sp- specifically Wednesday or Friday, and maybe they figure, well, we can give them, basically, if we sit them out Wednesday, we can give them pretty much another whole week. But yeah, everyone's getting nervous now because you're sliding into the standings. and well, Yeah, I mean, you can look at they, they, the end of the week, they're in sixth place. Things don't, you know, those guys don't come back. I mean, Denver's playing well. Dallas is is playing well. Uh, you know, you're, you're talking about the Jazz going from fourth to sixth this week if they can't get them back. And it's not. I mean, there's not a lot you can do to control injuries and health and safety protocols. I mean, 
this NBA season has been so strange and so different than anything I've ever experienced watching. But you're right. I mean, it's it's one of those things where Utah's two and eight at the last ten, and and they they've got some tests ahead of them, and, and the Nets will probably have Harden back. And and you know what? I watched the Golden State game, and wow, Kyrie, <laughs> he he hasn't really missed a step. That I mean, he was so good and under control, and uh, so that's going to be a handful on Friday if. Uh, if they don't get them back as well, because I, I think the Nets with Kyrie and Harden, I mean, obviously KD's not going to play, but that's going to be a challenge. And then, uh, you know, you've got the Warriors coming up, but they got two or three games, and the Knicks and the Magic and the Rockets, those are the games they can win down the road the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, I, th- I think the key focus is right now, Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and, and uh, see, see where that goes. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough deal. It's a tough deal when the injuries and things are – this nature and this league is so every night something different's happening, but uh, and, and their schedule has been hard and tough. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I have the answer to that. But they need Mitchell and Gobert back. If they do, they need a good. They need a big win to get their confidence, and hopefully uh, they can turn this thing around. But right now, if they don't come back, you're asking them to do something that I don't think they have the capacity to. Do. I just don't think they have the depth and, and enough difference makers. To, to beat Denver and to beat those teams. Now, I say that, and every night we look at teams that get beat, they go on the road, and, and I always have to go down to who was not there, for what reasons, what was the situation. I don't remember usually doing that. But uh, Jazz has to work ahead. No question. Steve, as always, we appreciate the time. Happy birthday. Uh, enjoy Thanks. it. Hey, uh, hopefully I'll see you guys Wednesday. All right. We will uh, we will talk to you again in a week if we don't see you earlier than that. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Steve Cleveland, join us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK, coming up, everything you missed in this show, we will get you up to speed next. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it is time to get you up to date on anything you missed earlier in the show. It's brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Home to the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call Lee's now for their $59 furnace tune-up special or visit them online at leesheatac.com. PK, we've discussed many things today, including the Utah Jazz, who are struggling. Now, by next week, as Steve Cleveland was just pointing out, we'll have all their guys together. we got tickets to see the Jazz and the Knicks a week from tonight. I'd assume Donovan Mitchell and Rudy... Gobert are back by then. If you want to win those tickets right now, be caller 12, 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Caller 12 right now. Tickets to see the Jazz and the Knicks. I did think when I saw Mitchell, and you know, I'm on vacation, so I'm, I'm pretty much checked out, but I am looking at Twitter, and I saw Mitchell was listed as questionable. Pretty close to twice, and then they removed it to out. Right, and so when I, I thought, well, maybe he's getting close, and if he's questionable, it was questionable so, Friday. It was questionable Sunday, Sunday. Right, both later out. And I thought that you know, Sunday, okay, last time he was questionable out. This time he'll be questionable, in, and then it didn't work. He was questionable and out. So I'm assuming we see him Wednesday or Friday. And I wonder with Gobert, it's like, well, this guy has a lot of wear and tear. He's played a lot of minutes, and are you really going to win that much without Donovan? Oh, so it's a package deal? Why not at this point? Hadn't thought about that, but it makes yeah. sense. And I got zero sources on that. That's me sitting on the beach looking at Twitter. So take that for what it's worth. 
Put down Twitter when you're at the beach. That's <laughs> well, what, that wasn't. Take that for what it's worth. Okay. I was probably actually in the car driving back while my wife drove for a few hours. We alternated on the way back, and I was checking it out. We alternate. My wife drives for a half hour. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> my, wife, my wife wants to grind and go longer than that, but my wife was tired. I'm like, you're tired. Just pull over. Are you awake? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Let's go. I do 99% of the driving. Oh, really? Yeah, she puts up with so much crap in life. Yeah. If I can ease that burden and give her something to do. Uh, so I do most of the driving there. And then, But, of course, while I'm driving, I'm still looking at Twitter. No, you shouldn't, really shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, at stoplights. My wife's like, I'll drive in Utah. I know what's going on. Start getting past that. Like, you know which way you're going and what you're doing. You're like, oh, yeah, we'll go this way or we'll go that way. She doesn't know the Southern California freeways. I do. Uh, I know. You and I do. So I handled all that. I've had a lot of times where the guy behind me will beep at a red light. Oh, yeah. Because I'm looking at my phone. It turns green. <laughs> and you're slow on the uptake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm oh, yeah. great vacation story. Before we get to more depressing jazz and BYU news and everybody losing for a week. So we're... Uh, we're, we're visiting her sister down there, and we're staying south, and the sister lives up north. They're Claudia? All in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> Claudia. Okay, we'll go with that. That's a good cover name. Uh, so we're driving down there, and we're, we're, just in, we're just getting into downtown San Diego, and well, you, not, went, you went right to the, uh, the gaslight district. It's four, no. It's four lanes, and the fast lane, Old there's town? a car in the, What? Old Town? We're on I five. We're just past Old Town. Getting well, where were you downtown. going? Uh, we were staying in Coronado. Oh, okay. And we had been up in Carlsbad. Say where you were going. We're, we're in Carlsbad. We're headed down to Coronado. We had rented a place there for a week. So we're going through downtown, and this guy comes zooming up, and you see the lights, and you just know he's moving way too fast. It's at night. He's on the left. It's at night. Yeah, yeah. It's probably nine o'clock. Okay. And cuts across behind me. I'm in the second. I'm in the fastest lane. I'm in the second lane fastest lane got it cuts over into the lane on the right so he's now moved two lanes real quick and i'm doing freeway speeds which is probably 70 Uh he's got to be going 10 or 15 miles an hour faster he's flying zooms by now there's a slow car in front of him cuts back in front of me and as fast as you can think why is there never a cop when you wish there was a cop all of a sudden Another pair of headlights, red and blue lights, nice. weaving with him, gets him right like 200 yards in front of us. Him? Yes. And my, wife, and my wife is like, that never happens. I love this. A Southern California freeway chase? But he's just chasing a speeder. The guy pulled over. We saw oh, him pull over. Pull. Okay. Yeah, he okay. pulled so over. He, he was busted. They so had it wasn't it. a... No, it wasn't like no, you put was, the chopper in the I air in LA. I was waiting for the chopper to show up. More than the chase, he's trying to run him down. I think the cop was somewhere, and the guy blew by him doing eighty whatever. And he didn't see him because it's at night, right? And then the cop turns on the light oh, and he's got a haul to get him. Yes, justice. It's like you're not dinging somebody who was two miles over the limit, and you're not picking one out of fifteen cars that were five miles over the limit. That dude was a danger. He was 15 miles an hour faster. Yeah, than you're weaving and bobbing and yeah. freeway traffic. And, and going man, way and where are you gonna get? too fast. you going to get there three minutes earlier? I know. Yeah, going way too fast. Yeah. So of, that was awesome. That is. Speaking of police, did you see the, the turnout for Officer Rivera in New York? I did not. Oh, my goodness gracious. It was awesome. I mean, nothing but sea of police in their, in their uniforms. Uh-huh. I mean, as far as the eye can see, and they had a 
uh, you can just type in Officer Rivera on Twitter and you'll see it. Okay. And then they had, right as the body was going by, so from a helicopter view looking down uh, on one of the streets in New York. I mean, it, it, look, it looked like it went for miles. And, oh, yeah, there it is. Wow. And you could see. Wow. So, so it was a crappy weather day because they were having Yeah, yeah, storm. I can see the, the and, stuff falling. And you could see them salute. So you see white. They have white. They all have white gloves on. And as the. the uh, oh, yeah, as they go by. The, yeah, yeah I see it. I'm seeing it right now. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's so such a tragedy. He's 22 years old. Um, and, and, we, and we can get political on that if we want. Uh, but uh, the uh, amount of support that they rallied for their own. And watching from the helicopter view, I assume it was helicopter. Uh, this just this, this looks like it, the video I'm seeing so looks like it was what, shot off the top of a okay maybe, maybe tall building. building yeah but you can see that's probably what it was yeah and you can see them saluting and then all you see all the white going from the mm-hmm. side up to the forehead right the, as they raise the glove in yeah absolutely awesome oh here's another angle wow you can see them further there yeah thousands it looked like oh yeah not certainly. tens of thousands yeah. All right, DJ and PK, time to get you up to speed on everything. So, the Jazz. You're more irritated that people... We've been dealing with levels of PK irritation this morning. You are more irritated that people assume the Jazz are going to bounce back and everything's going to be okay and they're just kind of blown off, losing 11 out of 13. Or you're more irritated with the storyline over the past week about uh, Donovan Mitchell to New York, which just seems insane. Well, that always bugs me. Right, but I don't know which one bugged you more. Well, that that's the bigger concept. So that's more out there. That's big picture. That that always bugs me mm-hmm. because I just think it's so unfair to people who work so hard to make this an accommodating place, and yet the and then the people who are here will tell you how good it is. Joe Ingles has said it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been any other place, but he's talked to people. Blah blah. He's blah. talked to teammates coming through. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And and they cater to every single. And thing. he knows Australians all over the league. It's just a lack of disrespect that bugs me. So that's that issue. And and an Eastern Conference scout, somebody's son. <laughs> Here, Bobby, go watch the uh, the Patriot League, mm-hmm. and maybe once every fifty years we'll get a David Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> nice Good Patriot League poll right there. <laughs> now I'm going to Google Patriot League in the NBA. Right? Is Navy in a Patriot League in basketball? <laughs> you know, it changes all the time. Well, I have a hard enough well, time following football. Maybe they move since another in the AAC. Uh, uh, Army plays on. in the Patriot League. Uh, Navy did move into the yeah, AAC okay. hoops. I, mean, one, uh, I think the Utes played Navy once in an NCAA tournament. They did. And, and yeah. so that's yeah. why I had Patriot. I think it was yeah. down in Tucson. They did, yeah. I, I was down there for that. Speaking of that, my Alex Jensen representing Jazz coaching. That was so weird. <laughs> I mean, I've known he's obviously been a coach. Oh, you went for the... Okay, so there's uh, seven guys, six guys since David Robinson out of the Patriot League. Yeah, but nothing like CJ McCollum. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. A nice player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you remember Donald Foyle? Uh, okay. He had a good run with, though. Mm-hmm. He was in late Nets. 13 years. But he's okay. Yeah. But that's a good. If you're in the league oh, ten years, but that doesn't doesn't mean you're a great great. He player, was not a great but, player, but he he was okay. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that that always bugged me. I just I'm nervous about the Jazz because I don't think you can assume that when these guys come back, everything's going to be great because we're basing it on well, what they did before. But then we say, well, they're the last team to be besieged, which that meant that they were playing other teams that were besieged. And they were. 
And did. I, and I, I think what's going to flush out is we're going to find out this season uh, most teams, if not all teams, have been besieged. Suns have had some injuries, too. You know, they played without two starters. Now it's not the most crucial starters. And when they came here we, uh, last week, they were without their first two centers. And they had to put in Biombo, who's been a nice find for them, picked them up out of nowhere. Uh, because they had Aiton and McGee were both out when Suns came in here. And and those guys did give him a good game. The first quarter was an abomination, but then otherwise. It's actually been fun for me to watch all these other guys play and just see these fresh faces out there. I talked to Joe uh, last Thursday, and I said, do you see yourself in a Trent Forrest and uh, who's the second round? Butler, those kinds of players. And the answer is, of course, going to be yes. Well, he said actually somebody like a Trent Forrest, you know, they were ahead of him because he didn't get there until he was 27. Uh-huh. Uh, they are trying to make their mark at a much younger age, obviously. Uh, but still, fun. and, and uh, Pascal, he did play a little bit. I asked him when they go to lift weights, does Pascal just go outside and bench automobiles? I mean, he just seems like he's the strongest dude I've ever yeah. seen, man. He does. <laughs> he is so He's powerful. so good going to the hoop. And there's yeah. got to be a and, and, and part of that is he's good. And part of that is there's got to be some other NBA players like, eh, I don't really yeah, want to get in front of him. Yeah, he's Mack Truck, dude. Yeah. And maybe he steps up in uh, Ingles' absences. So I just don't, I don't assume anything at the pro level. And so I can't assume that they're just going to go win 15 out of 20 with uh, Mitchell and Gobert back. I, I hope so, but I just can't assume it. But after and, getting the best record in the NBA, this year has felt more than ever like it's about the playoffs. Yeah, and maybe There's we're just going to find out everything is so whack this year with protocols and whatnot, and that we get to where we are, uh, where we need to be uh, protocol-wise in April and then it's good to go. Although the Jazz won't be at full strength because there's no way Ingles is playing. Doesn't look like it. We don't have the. But there's probably going to be other teams that are going to be in that situation to one right. degree or another. So somebody's going to be hurt, and if they're not hurt, they're going to get hurt. I don't know who well, it is. The Lakers, man. If you're the Lakers, you got to be nervous. LeBron has swelling in his knee. It's been persistent, and it isn't because of any one incident. Well, that just screams a guy who's played more than fifty thousand minutes in the NBA, who's beat whatever is left of the cartilage in his knee to a pulp. I mean, that just screams that. There's no incident, yeah. and it's persistent, and he leaves the team and flies home. Well, that's not good. So, to your point, yeah, there are other teams struggling with stuff. I, I don't see how the Nuggets are going to be 100% healthy. I don't think they need to be, though, to be dangerous that in a series. is awesome for them and scary for whoever has to play them. I'm just speaking in individual series. I'm yeah. not speaking four series to get to the finals and sure. win it. Uh, but when you got the, a player of the caliber of you know who, but the right the the Joker is awesome. The uh, the question with the Jazz in October, November, December, they were winning, but they weren't playing the elite teams in the league. And the question is, well, they're three right now. Even if they get to two, it's going to be a hard second round matchup. Are they good enough to get out of the second round? Right now, it looks like no. Right now, it looks like no. But I'm not going to assume anything. But that was, I don't assume good or bad. That was the question in October, November, December. It's going to be the question in March and April. Until it's more they of a question do it. now. It's more of a right. question than it's been. Right now, I think there's today. people questioning whether they can get out of the first round. But we're, we're, we're in the depths of right now. I know. 
you know, let's get post All Star break. Maybe they still make a move. I don't know, and maybe they make their team better. We'll have to see. Uh, and the Suns are flying high, man. They're just incredible. They're they're they were great last year in the postseason, obviously, but they're better. I am stunned that they're better, significantly better. A team that goes to the finals, significantly better. How many times has that happened? Jazz weren't significantly better the second year they went to the finals. I think what you're seeing with the Suns, though, is Sloan always used to hammer this, that in the second and even third years together, guys get used to playing together, they react more quickly, It just and that team, yeah, they've had a still. lot... Okay, so maybe last year was the shock that they went to the finals, and this year isn't the shock that they're better, if you want to go on that theory. Maybe. If they're significantly better... I think they are. ...then that's a shock. But if they're incrementally better, because now I they've had time I think together... they're significantly better. That makes sense. I think they're significantly better. They've put together several streaks. You know, they're on one right now. I think it's 8-9? No, it's 10 now. Okay. It's yeah, 10, 10 game winning streaks in the league are impressive. They are. And they are 40 and 9. So when you're winning over 80% of your yeah, games, that's off the when charts. you're on a 65, 66, 67 win pace, you're really good. Yeah. And I guess that's where you, that's where you got people is they went to the NBA Finals last year and lots of people may have thought they were good, but who came out, planted the flag on opening nine and said, "Man, I bet the Suns win 65 games." Now they aren't there yet. They got to win 25 more. But they're clipping along at a pretty good pace here. I did not expect that. So you combine the way the Jazz are going now with the probability of them playing Phoenix in the second round. It's like, oh, yikes. But as the Jazz drop like a rock through the standings here, losing 11 of 13, to some degree you expect them to right the ship. I mean, right now, they're, definitely. Right now they are as close to a play-in spot, seventh place, they're as close to seventh as they are to third. Now, I expect that to change, but that hasn't really been the question all year. The question is, can they get out of the second round and get to a conference final for the first time since the D. Will Boozer group did it, which is their only conference final since the statues? Hmm? And then, obviously, once you're in a conference final, now you're how much further can you get and can you win the title? But first things first, it's been 15 years, can you get to a conference final? It's going to be real tough. <laughs> we talked a little BYU today. Man, I was like the last person was saying, they're too small, they're not going to the NCAA tournament, they're going to blow a bunch of road games. When they won the USF game, they were so far into the tournament and all the computer projections, and they looked so good. Man, they went out and blew two games. Now, I still think they're way into the tournament. Okay, I'd agree. They could lose to USF at home. We'll see. They will lose to Gonzaga at home. I would be stunned if they win that game. I was pissed. But I don't think they really get penalized oh, in the whole t- t- no, for losing to Gonzaga. No, not at that's all. Just, so that's not a big deal. So the question no. is, they, do you, have a, they have to go to St. Mary's still. You probably get uh, a better power ranking just playing Gonzaga. That, could, that is not impossible, right? <laughs> just play a decent game against them and they could lift you up. Yeah. They do have to go to St. Mary's and they have USF at home. But even if they lose oh, both those tough. games, they, I know. But they're so far into the tournament right now. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, but then, then you know... Do if you, you mess if you, up other games on well, top Well, I'm thinking down in Vegas. You, so you're not, you don't get that bye that they've got in so the you Monday. Your, you win your quarterfinal game, well, you lose but, your semi. But, okay, but maybe, maybe on a Saturday somebody gets hot. 
Well, that would suck. This is basketball. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Somebody all of a sudden gets, you know, shoots uh, 7 of 11 from 3. Whatever. You know, it's not outrageous. I mean, the West Coast Conference is not the Big 12, but it's also not 1A basketball either. We can get uh, Ken Pomeroy on, but right now, even after these losses, he's got BYU at 28. And just to see if he was, you know, an outlier or whatever, I clicked on Sagar, and he had him at 31. Well, you're, I, you're I, I would have waited until after this week. I, I get it, but you're pretty far into the tournament at that point. But this yeah, is what I thought could but, happen to them. But it shouldn't have happened. No, I no, agree. It shouldn't, no. I agree. It no. shouldn't have you happened. Got, you got the ball, There's, and you're up four under 30 seconds on the road. It's not exactly a, a hostile environment. <laughs> Uh, but Santa Clara is a decent team. I'll give him that. Sendek is he's a solid coach. But still, man, you have got to freaking close it out. Come on, man. Quit missing free throws when they matter the most. Don't throw the ball away. And neither Steve Cleveland and I wanted to mention it, but Loner's got to step it up. Yes. We're, we're hesitant to crack on him. There was a they're lot not of... getting near enough out of his skill set. There's a lot of hype for him and for a team that and there should have struggles been. for scoring at times. He ought to be giving you something in transition, off offensive well, rebounds. Just get your butt inside. Buckets. Forget the three. You're like 5 of 37. I could go 5 of 37 today, and I haven't played a ball, played a game of basketball since my famous hook shot five years ago. That was it? You ran up the tunnel and retired? <laughs> I probably have, but I don't recall. They probably had a few more workouts this since then, uh, but they got to get more out of that young fella. He's got to get his mind right and get down there and bang, Yak. You know what I'm saying? Look at me, man. You know what I'm saying, Yak? You agree with me, don't you? Because you're I a BYU expert. I do agree with you. They need to get more from him. There's no yeah, doubt. Yeah, that was all stalling to get attention. A DJ to get your attention. Valentine's Day is coming <laughs> soon. Take care of that special person in your life with flowers from Jimmy's Flowers. Order early for the best selection at jimmysflowers.com or visit them in Bountiful, Leighton, or Ogden. That's Jimmy's Flowers. Your feedback next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Feedback of the day is brought to you by Thrive Appliance. Every day is like a holiday sale at Thrive Appliance. Save 40 to 70% off name brand appliances. Thrive is receiving truckloads of new inventory every day. Visit thriveappliance.com to shop their updated inventory. The hypocrisy and the lying that was on display in the last commercial break. You guaranteed us earlier this morning what? that you were not going to speak to Jake. He, he drew me in. You broke down that easily? You're that mentally soft? No. You said, no. I said, you're going to talk to me, you like, bye. No, and I will. And then you under, out there, 30 seconds. I'm talking to Jake. I need more than 30 it's seconds. Always under one condition. If I can get a free argument without any repercussions, that supersedes everything. And we were That arguing. is the first law of PK. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, if he would have just said hi, I would. You would have stonewalled that? Yeah. But he drew but me into an But because he argument. gave you candy. Yeah. Well, your candy, yeah. not real people's candy. Real people's candy involves chocolate. If we can argue about sports, which has no bearing on life, <laughs> absolutely. He is a huge huge honk, by the way. 
You've totally got me on board with that. <laughs> what they were arguing about that there was he's like, the story is turning the season around. I mean, you've made it, or Kyle made a huge mistake that cost them a shot at the playoff. I'm like, they weren't going to the playoff. A, they're a Pac-12 team. Nobody wants to Pac-12 in the playoff. B, BYU you beat Paul them on Feinbaum? the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Paul Feinbaum said Paul. it. He didn't want him in. That Paul's a great example. He didn't want him in. So okay, but they that only beat him at the line loss. of scrimmage. And then they lost to Oregon State with That's him. That's two losses. Yeah. They're not getting in. Mm-hmm. If you want to argue it cost him the San Diego State game, it cost him the San Diego State game. I'm with you. That was one play to win that game. And if he'd been in the first half, he'd have made a couple plays and they'd have won the game. So I'm with you on the San Diego State game. He could have turned that around. And if, if Cam had stayed healthy, they beat Ohio State. See? Because look at that backup. He didn't do anything. <laughs> well, except for the touchdown pass okay, that tied the game. But, that yeah. storyline. No. It, well, they should, well, would they, were, were where they blew up? Was not turning him loose to drive earlier. No. Oh. They should have played him at quarterback and cornerback. <laughs> <laughs> they put the wrong guy at corner. <laughs> Not hey. Bernard. They should have had Rising do it. <laughs> rising. That would be awesome. <laughs> the quarterback just like comes jogging back out of the field. The broadcast team is like, Fowler's up there. What are they doing? Rising just lines up. <laughs> That's where he screwed up. Whittingham didn't know what the hell he's talking about. Give me your no. best receiver. Yeah. I'll take oh, it. yeah. What's I'll the case? Who's the kid had like 900 yards of receiving in that game? Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't put him on the ace. Maybe just. Just give him the Hall of Famer's son. Give him Marvin Harrison. Oh, okay, yeah. Not, not like he wasn't in the end zone. Put him at D-line. Put more pressure on Shroud. <laughs> <laughs> rising. Just picking up a 300-pounder, throwing him out of the way. Bench Lloyd. Put Rising QB in the on at, QB at linebacker. QB on QB crime. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I told you that guy was special. Yeah, Did I not? That'd be awesome. Hey, do, you have, do you have time for feedback now or that nonsense? Waste the whole segment. Cody, this one hurts. Joe is the epitome of a jazz man. It really is. I get it, man. It sucked. It sucked. I, I, it was a pit of stomach thing. when you, I was watching it live. I'm flicking back and forth, but I happened to be back on the jazz at that moment, not the uh, NFL game. I saw it live, and it was obvious. You saw his knee buckle in an awkward fashion, and you thought, he's done. Does he ever come back? Because he's 34 years of age. These are all the things that flash through your mind. Thought, and it's Joe Ingles, the ultimate success story. I thought, if that's an ACL, and they haven't announced it yet, but if that's yeah. what they announced, zero people are going to be surprised. We got ACL tweets all over Twitter looking at that video. I turn my ACL and it looks but, like that. But everybody. the world is better medically, so maybe you know right. has an opportunity. But it's late enough in this season, and it goes into next season. To your point, he's a free agent, and at some point he's going back to Australia. Did this just hurry everything up? Now that's a lot to put on when you're just but it, sitting but it all there went the, through your mind in the second quarter watching a game. So let's not put the cart before the horse here. But it did, go through, it. it did go through everybody's mind. Yeah, and I don't want it to have happened to him. Josh, would it kill Donovan to just come out and put a stop to these stupid rumors? Well, maybe the rumors aren't stupid. No, it wouldn't kill him. Yeah, but it would be when you have options in life. Who wants to slam doors? Shit, I almost think it's embarrassing to ask Donovan Mitchell to address an an anonymous Eastern Conference scout. <laughs> now you're just chasing everything down. Yeah, yeah, where does it end? Once you go, once you go yeah. down that road, where does it end? Yeah. You're going to be doing that for the next three years? No, thank you. I, I think it's unfair to even pose that question. And how does he know what's going to be there in three years? Jerry Sloan said about everybody who became a free agent, they earned the right to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. True story. All right, we're out of time. Jake is coming up next. He's going to tell you all about the playoff. 
Ben will be here to keep him in line. Stay oh, with man, us. I'm going to tell him right now. <laughs>